Welcome back, everybody. This is a podcast in a car. I haven't done one of these in a while, and I'm a little behind on podcasts, so I'm going to catch up here. And I thought I think it could be kind of fun to tell you what I do during the day. And I had one of those days. It wasn't a busy day, but unfortunately, sometimes those busy days are long days for the wrong reasons, and the short days um, turn out to be busy and complicated when they... They just present themselves and unfold. So I'm I'm kind of the latter today. I, I had a had a fella come in um, whom had back pain. I've been seeing him for a while. We a group been seeing him for a while. He had multiple pain complaints. He had a lot of things going on, um, and he's been getting oxycodone. He's about 47 years old. We've been monitoring him, but he came in after a hospitalization, and I I had to see him because he called and wanted pain meds for back pain, and I'm sitting here going, I don't have a good idea what your diagnosis is, right? <laughs> so... You know, pain is a description, it's not an entity. Rule one. Rule two, you have to have a diagnosis. So rule two is, I didn't have a diagnosis on this guy. What is back pain? Is that a diagnosis? No, it's a symptom. So he comes in, he's disheveled, his hair's kind of a mess, and he's antalgic. He's walking sideways. He's walking funny. And he's got this bag next to his arm, and he's... um, got a tube going into his arm. So what is that? Well, that's a PIC line. Um, I mean, it's P-I-C. It's a, a special line that goes in a vessel that gives you antibiotics when you're going to get antibiotics for a while. And I kind of surmised what was going on uh, when he had antibiotics and a PIC line. So I had to understand a little more about the differential diagnosis. The differential diagnosis is what could it be? So in other words, rule two is what could it be? And so, you know, everybody knows they've been in an exam room. They sit down and they got about anywhere between five and 15 minutes. And you know how healthcare providers are. We're, we're pressured and we want to give you everything we can and do everything that our soul will let us and make the right decisions, right? Do the right thing for the right reasons. So, all right. So I got this guy, and he's uh, in front of me, and he's got a picked line, antibiotics going in, and like uh, I haven't seen him in a while, and he was on oxycodone. He wants more oxycodone. Uh, how you doing? When uh, we started going through the history, because what it is is history, physical, medical decision making. That's that's what we do. We plug it into a differential diagnosis and we try to come to a conclusion based on clear medical decision making uh, and, you know, how critical the decision making is. I mean, is it complicated? Is it not really complicated? Is it nothing like a, it's just like an ingrown tunnel? It's like nothing. And we can fix that. But this is something that is out of the ordinary. You don't get infections in your back. Uh, as a course of normal life. In other words, this is not a central nervous system problem like meningitis. It's potentially lethal. I mean, that's a big deal. No, he had an infection in the bone. Well, 
that's unusual. And so in the process of developing a differential diagnosis, rolling through my head, you know, uh, ping pong balls bouncing around in my cranium, uh, there I am, you know, I'm trying to figure this guy out, but, you know, I can't get past this. One of the top diagnoses for infections and bones like that, IV drug abuse. Well, it just so happens that He's had a couple urine drug screens, and they're highly accurate. They're what they use in the courtroom. They're highly accurate. A um, couple crystal meths or methamphetamines or whatever it is. It was methamphetamine. And for methamphetamine, if, if you don't know, which I don't expect many people to know, is there's two ways to look at amphetamines. When you get a positive screen or a positive amphetamine, you kind of don't really know what it is because there's two enantiomers. There's dexorotatory and levorotatory, DNL. Just remember L is left. It's how the molecule orients itself. But we got to remember this. Uh, amphetamines can be fine. You can get them as diet pills. You can get them as stimulants for concentration. We've seen them all, the Adderalls and, you know, the drugs like that. And the diet drugs. But... If we don't know, we want to send it off. It's a tedious kind of expensive test, but we want to know if it's D or L. Dexorotory or levorotory? So levorotory is fine. It's, you know, the legal drug, right? L, legal. D is drug. That means methamphetamine. And we have cutoffs. The labs say 500 is a cutoff. Uh, it doesn't matter the... Uh, what it means, you know, but it's 500, and we're just going to use that number. And he was pretty high. He was like uh, 750 or something like that. He was pretty high. So he was dextrorotatory. So he was uh, methamphetamine, and he had it twice. So once, you know, I'll listen to you. Oh, I don't know. Bloody murder. I don't know how it got in there. Okay. Okey-dokey. And then there's twice. Okey-dokey. Well, that means it's there. Um, high level of confidence. We can't get past that. So, you know, the level of vigilance and adherence monitoring was very high in this guy. And he disappears. So, um, he had a legitimate need. We were treating him a legitimate problem. And um, we have ways of treating pain outside of just giving them narcotics or opioids is a better way to put it. And we have better ways of treating people. But in this situation, we got a problem. Uh, and he's getting, he's getting meds from other sources because we did a PDMP or we did a, a database check and he's getting them from other people. So fine. The person treating his back pain uh, with that infection, it's a legitimate problem. He needs something there, but he doesn't have the history we do. Okay, well, so we do kind of an inventory, middle of winter, can't really do a great inventory of potential places for IV drugs. And we look at that. I don't, I don't see anything obvious, but then again, he's had IVs in the hospital, right? He's got an IV now. So what are those things in his antecubital? I mean, those little marks and all. I don't know. I don't know. So the next question is, 
what else have they done? Because if there's any potential for IV drugs, you know, we we got to broaden out that differential diagnosis because it can involve heart valves. You can get vegetation on heart valves. You can get kidney problems. You can get all sorts of problems. You can seed the brain. So we got to, you know, we gotta step up our game. Have you had an echocardiogram? Blank face. What do they say about your kidneys? Blank face. Well, they may be taking this IV out in a few days. That doesn't help me. So, uh, ongoing records requests. In this world of electronic medical records, electronic health records, you think we'd say, let's make a request and get that information in digitally lickety-split. It doesn't work that way either. It takes a long time to get information in, and you want real information. I don't want him to bring it in. I want to get it from an independent source, and that being Department of Medical Records. So we get that, but we've got to wait. So what am I going to do? So the question is, what did I do? All right? And here's a guy in front of me. He uh, doesn't have any fever, chills. He doesn't have any evidence of overt infection. I can't say I have any blood work, but what else would I want in that blood work if there's any chance of IV drugs? And he's got this kind of problem. Maybe he's using dirty needles. Would I get HIV or hep C? I don't have that. I need to know that. So he's sitting in front of me and I have to make a decision. How do how do I make that decision? Do I give him opioids? Certainly he's hoping. Um, for that, and he's hurting, and I, you know, from a compassionate standpoint, rule five, I want to relieve your pain, but from a realistic standpoint, I want to improve your function and first do no harm. People say that's a Hippocratic Oath. I don't think it is. I'm almost sure it's not from the Hippocratic Oath, first do no harm. It also might surprise a lot of people that many doctors have not taken the Hippocratic Oath, and it's not for any political stance on the Hippocratic Oath, it just doesn't fit them. And they weren't offered it sometimes. I was at the University of Florida teaching, and on the wall were a bunch of uh, the um, graduates. It's a new school, so they're there and signed on the Hippocratic Oath, and that's great. I mean, I'd like to see people use the Hippocratic Oath, but first do no harm, i got to do that always, always. And that has probably nothing to do with the Hippocratic Oath. i got to protect him and what else? The community. So, no, I didn't give him opioids. He had some, right? I noticed on the database he got 120 oxycodone. And he should have had at least half of that of taking taken as prescribed. Where's it at? What? Where's what? Well, you were prescribed oxycodone. No, I wasn't. Yes, you were. So now we're not being forthright. Um, it's right here, and I've got to know where those pills are. Did you bring your pill bottle in? And that's part of our opioid consent, our opioid consent and agreement. It's not a contract. That's a legal term. I don't use contracts. It's a agreement that the patient-physician relationship is built on trust. You will let me know if you're getting meds from other sources, and you won't do it intentionally. And if you have to, in this case, you were in the hospital and you were released from the hospital, you would let me know, or the uh, other healthcare provider would let me know, nada. So what? What do I do? Uh, well, I, I really need to see your meds. I need to do a pill check. Can you come in in a couple days? 
you should have meds. Well, I'm out of medicine. Can you can you see me in a couple days? Bring all your medicines in a little baggie. Bring them in. Show them to me. Let me see what you got. So I'm going to see him in a couple of days. And ironically, uh, you know, I did fast track him in. And I did what I could to get records. And I did everything. And the check bounced. You know, I don't care about that much. But I'm going to try to help this guy because, look, you know, Rule number four, know thy meds. You know, he may need medication-assisted treatment. I can do that. I can help him on the addiction side. I can do that. And rule three is if you don't believe in the disease in it to you, or you don't believe in what you're treating, you can't treat it effectively, you got to refer it out. I do believe I have a substance use disorder, so I'm going to address that, and we're going to continue to get him better, and we're going to get records, and we're going to look at the big picture and, and expand our differential diagnosis. That's what we're going to do. And um, I did a YouTube on that. I'm just getting into YouTube, so uh, bear with me on the YouTube. I'm just getting a handle on that. But let me know uh, if this was helpful. I got another one coming tomorrow because right after him, right after him, I had another tough, perplexing pain problem that was really an addiction problem that could have just could have gone south down that rabbit hole but we did a good job and i i think my office manager did a fantastic job and sometimes it's all about communication so we'll talk about that all right well i'm almost at the grocery store um it's food line today it's not public because i'm staying in my son's house um our house had an incident which is a story for another day and so i'm staying with my son grateful to him for letting mama and papa come home it's usually the other way around but he's really great so we got dogs we got us we got chaos um and uh we're gonna do it so all right i'm pulling the parking lot here uh this is medical information it's not meant to diagnose or treat anything talk everything over with the medical professional and make sure they're qualified if you have any questions it's paininformation.com it's been pretty quiet lately i expect to hear a little bit more i appreciate if you go to itunes and uh, rate this uh, check out the youtubes let me know what i can do to improve it i know it needs some improvement i've had some very constructive folks try to help me here i'm getting the hang of it i'll get it it's uh it's it's another world <laughs> But it's the same stuff. I'm going to be doing a lot of the same stuff for another audience. And I, I didn't know, but YouTube is the number two most uh, powerful search engine. And people are utilizing YouTube to get about everything uh, outside of Google, outside of Bing or whatever. So um, I enjoy our interaction. I enjoy hearing from you. And uh, I pull in here and uh, I'm going to pick up something for dinner. So, all right. Have a great night.